Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How's it going, everyone? I'm Nicole. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. We nailed that. Nailed it. Nailed it. Third time's the charm. Right? This is our (laughs) third podcast. Well, it's episode three, so therefore, yeah, it's the third podcast. Number three, and I did the research for this one, so it's You did. It's a Nicole episode. It's a Nicole episode. The research was intense. Was it? Yeah. It it just was a lot longer than I anticipated it taking. Well, you got that rabbit hole you crawled down, right? Yeah. Is that what happened? Oh, yeah. Numerous (laughs) times. Like the amount of articles and news pages i read was just a little bit much a little much well yeah. like how long do you think you're researching for oh i put a solid eight hours really into this. like a whole I mean, work day yeah that's <laughs> honestly that's not surprising when i look back on the research i've done for the past two so that's fair i can see it i can see it i think it will get easier though because honestly as you just learn easier more efficient ways of doing it so i think yeah. like the, the fifth the one i do or whatever it would be much easier well and there's a lot of descriptions out there when you're researching stuff, it's like, you can omit this. It's like, okay, the the victim was wearing a blue hair tie. Do we really need to know that? Not necessarily. No. <laughs> I did already omit stuff like that, yeah. So I'm 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 doing good. Well, and even still, in an hour-long podcast, we can't fit everything oh, in. Oh no. So we're gonna do the best we can. Oh, if I fit everything, it's, you guys would have to be listening to us for three hours, and who wants to do that? I mean, I've I've listened to you over the past like 15 years talk nonstop. So uh, I'm pretty sure I've listened to more than just three hours nonstop. Okay. And we have two podcasts out. We do. And they're going really well. They are like ridiculously well. I'm pumped. I don't think I've actually told you yet, but I looked at the numbers. We are over 200 listens on both episodes combined already. Woohoo. And they've only been released for like, well, at this time, like not even two weeks. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Yes, thank you. We've had some incredible support from like friends and people online who are just finding us. I even had someone on TikTok on my personal account say that like, hey, I I literally haven't looked up your podcast yet, but Spotify recommended Wicked and Grim to me on my recommendation thing. Wow. So that's that's pretty dope that we're we're making the recommendation list. That is awesome. Right? Look at us moving up in the world. People like us, Mm -hmm. I think, I hope. Yeah, well, time will tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If they stick around, they like us. Yeah. If they don't, then clearly we've got uh, we've got some issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Should we stop with the chit chat? Sure. Sure. Let's get right to it. Let's dive into this case. Boom! A Nicole episode. Present us the case. What do we got? What do well, we, what's yeah, I actually haven't really um, given any hints or anything. I think the only hint I gave that it was a BC case, which it is. And you kept a lot of information from me. I know like nothing about this case either. I know. I'm very secretive. You are. Good job on keeping it. Although, in turn, just so you know, I'm making sure that I'm not telling you anything about my case. And just so, just so you guys are aware, we're recording ep- the, today's episode and next week's episode back to back. So I've got my case laid out right in front of me and Nicole knows nothing about I it. I know nothing. And she, I'm not telling her anything <laughs> between now and then when we record. Like, I don't even know if I know the name of the person. <laughs> well, at the end... Of this episode, I'll tell you guys what the case is. But first, got to listen to Nicole's case. Okay. I'm pumped. What do you got? Okay, so here we go. So I am diving deep into the murder of Rena Verk. Rena Verk. Does that name sound familiar to you? I would like to say yes, but no, it doesn't. Okay. I'm really um, bad with names, though, too. You are. And yeah, I, for some reason, remember this happening. And it's also been in the news very consistently over the years. So 
feel like a lot of people are going to know about this one. Then I should know it, but I probably Well, won't. it might. Maybe some bells will ring. Is that how you say that? Maybe it'll ring some bells. Ring Something some will bells. ring some bells. I'm not a news person, though, either. I try to avoid that stuff. It's depressing a lot of times. Okay. So who is Rena Virk? Let's hear it. So Rena Virk, at the time of her murder, was only 14 years old. I'm just going to throw that out there because that's really sad and that yeah. might trigger some people. So she was born on March 10th, 1983. Her parents were Suman Virk and Manjeet Virk, and she was the oldest of three children. And they lived in Saanich, BC. Do you know where that is? That's south, right? Vancouver area, or is it on the island? It's on Vancouver Island. It's on the island. Yay. I love Vancouver Island. My geography is also terrible. I'm I'm just all around not an educated individual. I, I don't watch the news. Names don't stick with me. And geography, don't ask me math either. Well, this is going to educate you more. Yes. So it's about two kilometers or two miles or so from Victoria. So it's pretty much like a suburb of Victoria. Okay, gotcha. I mean, people that live there probably are not going to be happy with me saying that, but I think it's a suburb of Victoria. <laughs> um, so Rena's dad was a first-generation immigrant from India of Sikh religion. And Rena's mom was born and raised in Victoria, also Indian, but of Jehovah Witness religion. Oh, okay. That's a different combination. It is, isn't it? So Rena is described, and this she was described in this numerous articles I read, as a minority within a, within a minority because she's living in basically Victoria, Saanich, BC, in a South Asian community, but of Jehovah Witness religion when most of the people in that little community would be of Sikh religion. Yeah, I could see you sticking out like a sore thumb for yeah. sure. Um, so Rena was described as she loved life. She was a caregiver, liked caring for people, and loved babies, including her little siblings. Aww, she sounds like a good person. Mm -hmm. Her mom uh, said if she was alive today, she would have done something to help other people. We need more people like that in our lives. We in the, do. In the world, honestly. Like she probably would have been a nurse or something. And yeah, we need, we need caring people in this world. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to know where this is going now. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't. Uh, so at the time of the murder, like I said, Rena was only 14, which is just so young, like 14 years old. Oh, my goodness. You're still developing as a person then. Like, you don't even know who you are. I know. You don't. Yeah. You're just very new to the world, really. Well, like, think back when to you when you were 14. What were you like? <laughs> well, I know what you were like. We were dating then. No, we Al weren't Almost dating, dating. Yet. We knew each other. I was going to say I was into teeny baby babies, <laughs> but I think maybe that phase already went by, hopefully. I think, what did... 15 we started I think dating? I was 15. Okay. So we were, we were just starting to get know, to know each other. And yeah, you were weird. I was odd. I feel like I was like young too long. But we don't even know But that's ourselves. actually okay. I feel like that's a good thing. Yeah. Stay young as long as you can, people. 100%. Um, so Reno was described as also being a very self-conscious teenager, which I mean, as we were just kind of saying, like you're finding yourself and yeah. you're not quite too sure about what you're going to be yet. Yeah. We're all like that when we're that age. And she desperately sought the acceptance from her peers, which is like really sad just learning that. But I mean, yeah, you're just learning, learning everything about yourself and you just want people to like you and make friends. And there's a lot of pressure at that age too, right? Trying to fit in. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just pretty much described like a normal teenager. Yeah. You just literally described my past. So. <laughs> um, so she was also going through a rebellion phase from her parents, which is also very common but hers was a little bit more intense and I feel like most people's rebellion phase would be from their parents. Um, she, she figured she thought her parents were very overprotective. Uh, for an example of that, they gave her a 9 p.m. curfew. But I mean, at 14 years old, I was not roaming the streets at 9 p.m. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I grew up on a dirt road. It was like when I got home from school at like 4.30, it was like I'm, I'm not going out unless it's for a bike ride to the next door neighbor who is my buddy. And by then it's I'm back by dinner. But I was also a perfect child. Of course you were. You're a perfect human all around still. Pretty much. <laughs> Brownie um, points to me today. <laughs> I'm saving Yeah, you don't later. have to sleep on the couch tonight. Woo! Um, okay, so she, so just to kind of dive into how she was rebellious, she had ran away from home. Um, she lived with her grandparents. She, her, her, her end goal basically of her rebellion was she wanted to live in like a foster care in Whoa, foster care what that was she didn't want to be living with her parents i think she had friends that were in foster care um group home situations and it just that seemed more desirable to her 
So it was glorified. Because like, yeah. who aims to live in foster I care? I know. I know. Unless you have like a really bad living situation, you know? Exactly. And and her parents are amazing. They're like, oh my goodness, you're going to learn about them and they're just phenomenal. Oh, this is breaking my heart already. So the living with her grandparents wasn't going overly well. She... And so what she did next was she reported physical, mental, and sexual abuse at her home, oh, which no. caused her father to be arrested. Oh, I thought you said that she was like an all-around good person. That's not a cool well, thing was, to do to your parents. She was a really good person, but she was kind of just at a phase where she was just like testing everything, I think, you know? And so, okay, that did get withdrawn. Okay, good. Um, at a later date. So she has also attempted suicide. She did end up in foster care. That was not doing what she wanted it to for her. So she that was at the time when she withdrew um, the allegations to her father because she wanted to go back home. And they they welcomed her back with like open arms. Wow, good for That's them. That's like first of showing how awesome her parents are. No kidding. Um, that it didn't go well again living at home. So she, at the time of her death, she was in a group home situation. So it definitely was not all sunshine and roses. No kidding. Yeah. So the night of November 14th, 1997 was when it all went down. I remember that day very clearly. Do you? Yeah. What were you doing? Playing I was, Xbox? No, I actually, I was a PlayStation guy. guy. Mm. Yeah. But 1997, no, I didn't have a PlayStation by then. I was prob- probably playing StarCraft. In fact, I remember it well. It was a partly cloudy day. Just got home from school. Playing StarCraft on the computer, my mom was yelling at me to do homework. <laughs> yeah, AKA my entire childhood. You were not good at doing your homework. No, I wasn't. Um, okay, so Rena was attending a party. The party was in the back field of Shoreline Secondary, you know, pretty much the best place to have a party. Of course. There was reportedly about 30 kids there, teenagers. I don't know. I guess you're still considered a kid. It got very rowdy, as you can imagine. Um, the police were called. They arrived, and at that point, the teens scattered. I could see it, like stomping on an anthill sort of thing. Yep. Um, so Rena ended up at the local convenience store that was very near, and she notified her parents that she'd be coming home for the night because it was much closer than the group home that she was at at the time. And her parents, I bet you, they were totally cool with that, weren't they? They're were oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's like okay. Yeah, they were, I'd almost just like always seem like they were excited whenever she reached out and wanted to come home and stuff. Um, so after the phone call with her parents, two girls, which were allegedly, she thought were friends, um, invited her down to Craig Flower Bridge, which was where the party, I don't know what you'd say, reconvened? Yeah, sure. Where a bunch of teenagers decided to keep it going. And at yeah, that moment. Reconvened works, yeah. At that, that moment, she should have just, like, not tried to fit in and just gone home. Oh, is this where it starts? This is where it starts. Oh, no. I hadn't mentioned this yet, but she ha- she was accused of spreading rumors herself about another girl and trying to steal that girl's boyfriend. Oh, so, okay. So classic high school stuff. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And that, unfortunately, is basically how the attack started. The girl who was subject of the rumors spread by Rena started it all out. By putting a burning cigarette out on Rena's forehead. Oh. Yeah, that's just a dick move all around. Wow. I know. That would actually like really hurt, wouldn't it? No, well, yeah, it would. You'd, you'd burn yourself. Well, not yourself, but they would burn you. Yeah, but that's just the start. Uh, so Rena was then swarmed by a group of seven girls and one boy, all of these people being under the age of 16. So they're all young. Oh. Very young. They repeatedly punch kicked hit rena for reportedly up t- to three to five minutes this went on what for. like that is a long time to be no getting attacked. kidding so long like three minutes like that's that's a full freaking song for yeah for eight people to be just you know attacking you right i think what, how long is bohemian rhapsody that song i think that's slightly over five minutes isn't it oh my god so basically think getting your ass kicked for the entirety of bohemian rhapsody i know that is just so long. There was, and there was a crowd around watching this. So there was the seven people or eight people, sorry, attacking Rena and then a crowd watching, which I'm like, how on earth could you watch this? Um, but someone in the crowd did kind of at one point was like, enough's enough. And that did end it. Good. So Good. it ended. Good on them. And at that point, Rena was, was left alive. So she, she was still alive. She was definitely like 
not doing well, of course. As I could imagine. So she was oh. not in good shape. Um, but she was going to make her way across the bridge, um, stumbling and trying as best she could to get home because her home was on the other side of the bridge. But Uh-oh. two teens did not leave. So we okay, have let's hear it. We have Kelly Ellard and Warren Glowowski. I always have trouble pronouncing that word, Glowowski. Uh, so and so they didn't leave, and apparently these two pe- individuals didn't even know Rena personally, which I have trouble. Really? Like, what the heck? What are you doing? So they they stayed behind. I'm, I'm assuming that they're about to like jump her or something like that. They are, I already hate them, and they didn't even know her. They just they didn't know her, and some reports said that. They just wanted to make sure that she didn't rat anyone out. So they stayed back and like followed her. So, but they didn't like, I mean, she was not moving fast. Um, They did catch her on, on the bridge and they kind of brought her across the other bridge or sorry, to the other side of the bridge. What do you mean brought her across? Well, like escorted her, but like not in a nice way. So they're like harassing and pushing. Yeah. Her. Oh, okay. Like she's just wanting, like she's just telling them to fuck off constantly. So uh, so they get to the other side of the bridge where the attack, an attack starts again. Oh, These two, God. Kelly and Warren. So attack starts again. Um, they're punching, punching Rena, and they end up smashing her head against a tree, which leaves her unconscious. Oh, no. Yeah. Do we know which one smashed their head against a tree? No, at that point, it didn't say which one. I think it was like both Warren and Kelly were very active at that point. Oh, they're both dicks. Um, But one of them does get much worse here. So they drag Rena's body to the water. Where unconscious, right? Unconscious. Kelly, or sorry, Rena is not conscious. Um, So Kelly held, holds Rena's head underwater with her foot while she goes into her pocket gets one of her cigarettes, lights the cigarette, and smokes the entire cigarette while holding Rena's head under the water with her foot. What? Yep. Oh, my God. Um, like, I don't know if she thought that she was just being really cool or what. How the like, fuck is that cool? I know. Like, this is like a person. I, I just, I just, uh I'm sorry. Uh, she, Wow. Yeah, you're not going to like her, Ben. She's already a see you next Tuesday. Yeah, you're not going to like her. Oh my, wow, okay. Continue, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so come Monday, rumors were flying. Uh, despite a pack that was made amongst everyone that no one was to say anything. Of course, like I just feel like that's such a teenager to think. No yeah. one's going to say anything. We're yeah. keeping this quiet. Thank um, you, promise. Rena's parents had reported her missing, obviously, because they were expecting her. Um, but there was like a 48-hour period where police wait because generally, especially people in group homes, they do go missing and like turn up yeah. often, right? So I, I I, mean, it was just the police were, were waiting. Following policy. Yeah. But I mean, that is unfortunate. Uh, so police conducted numerous interviews over the week um, while they were doing this. Apparently, Kelly reportedly was bragging giving people tours of the what? crime she- scene and showing what she did. Of course she was. Wow. Yeah, like she's what a, a real winner. trash person. Real winner. She you was, trash, Kelly. <laughs> she was dubbed the nickname Killer Kelly. Uh, there's another k- word I can think she should be called. Yeah, well, we're not going to go there. No. <laughs> uh, so on November 21st, so never, November 21st, that's seven days after the attack, Kelly, Warren, and six girls were arrested facing charges for from assault to murder. Oh. So quite quickly, really, I feel like they figured out who was involved. Well, I mean, with all these rumors flying around with kids being like, oh, yeah, I was totally doing this. And Kelly being like, yeah, this is where I killed this chick. I mean, oh, yeah. how like, are you she was not, not going to get caught? Secret at all. And I just feel like at that age, I don't know. I mean, even now I'm terrible at keeping secrets. I would have probably told my parents instantly and then their, you know, parents get involved. Yeah. It was the rumors were going through the school too. So teachers were, were getting involved and such as well. Well, I could imagine. Well, yeah, you are terrible at keeping secrets. Even when it comes to like Christmas time. Oh, I'm Ben, I got you something so cool. I know. I want to give it to you instantly. The shirt I'm wearing right now, I literally got for Christmas this past Christmas from you. And I knew about it like the month prior to. Well, I had to make sure you tried it on to make sure it fits. (laughs) 
anyways, okay. continue. Yes. Okay. So everyone's arrested at this point, but they still have not found the body. So the police put a lot of effort into that on the following day. So eight days after the murder, Rena's body was found in the water about a kilometer from where she was last beaten. Jeez. So she was she like pushed into the river then or what? You know, I never, it never said anything, but I'm assuming like she was pretty much in the water already. So they probably just left her there. And yeah, she was, like, it never said if away. they pushed oh her down God. or whatever, but she also didn't end up that far from from where the attack happened. A kilometer isn't really that far. No, especially for over eight the course days. of eight days. I'm also really surprised no one found, found her previously to that. I mean, yeah, but anyway, um, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to dive into the autopsy here. This is not great. Okay. As expected. So the autopsy, she had severe bruising over her entire skull, forehead, ears, and cheeks, swollen brain, an imprint of a running shoe on her head consistent with stomping or kicking, which I imagine is the imprint of Kelly's foot holding her down. Yeah. While she smokes a fucking cigarette thinking she's cool shit. Thinking she's like, yeah, queen bee or whatever she wants to be. No, she's a bee. That's for sure. (laughs) Uh, Severe bruising on pelvis, stomach, liver, and pancreas. Jesus. And pebbles lodged in the throat consistent with someone drowning face down in shallow water. So yeah, like she wasn't, she was still alive, but she obviously was underwater still trying to breathe, right? Yeah, well, unconscious or not, your reflex is going to be to try and breathe. Yeah, yeah. So she's being held down by Kelly and she's trying to breathe, whether she's conscious, I don't, I mean, do you know? It didn't say like she was struggling at that point? No, um, I don't think that she was struggling. So yeah, so yeah. she's probably unconscious, just trying to breathe. And exactly. Gravel and oh my God, that's horrible. Can so, you imagine? Oh, no, I couldn't imagine. I can't hold my breath in the bathtub for like 30 seconds, let alone being forced down by some I know, and like how long would it bee? take to smoke a cigarette? I don't know. I think it would take like a good three to five minutes, wouldn't well, it? Well, depending. I've I'm never sure actually smoked a cigarette, Depending on so how no fast you're going. If you're on a coffee break, I'm sure you're trying to smoke that sucker pretty fast. But if you're just casually out in the oh, backyard. Oh, yeah. And she was probably just being as casual as she could be. Um, so obviously, Rena, her, the final doom was drowning. But she, it was also reported that she most likely wouldn't have survived with the brain injury that she had. So. Wow. I know. Poor Rena. No kidding. I, I just, I don't know. Just I just feel so bad for her. Like 14 years old, and that's just like a tragic thing to happen to her parents and her family. Like, ugh. and you said this was like a major case, like that's been like all over the news and stuff before. Oh yeah, but, well because the friggin' trial is a, just a complete shit show. I've Kelly never, is constantly in the news. I've never heard of this case. Like I, mean, I I'm she's not a news over, person, but she's completely overshadowed, shadowed Rena, just just because her friggin' court. It's just like a disaster. I'm well, about to dive into that. Well, actually, I'm diving into the other people's before Kelly because I okay. like the other people better. Not that I like them, but you know what I mean. In this case, we're, you're saving the worst for life. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the following year trials begin. February 1998, six girls from the original attack. Um, they were all charged with assault causing bodily harm, and it ranged from 60 to one year in youth custody of what they got. Um, so they're not named because they're under the Young Offenders Act. Yeah, they're not adults. Though some of them have since come forward well, and opened up because, I mean, there's been um, uh, like books written and documentaries and stuff. And so some of them have come forward with their their names. Like Nicole Cook is one that I can remember offhand. Um, but I think there was at least three or so that came forward. Well, good on them. I mean... You're a shitty person at that age, but clearly you're 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 growing out of something and you're you're becoming a better person. So good on them for that. But then it's also okay, this is just me being terrible. I think I know the guilt would just eat you away. But then you're also ruining your life too by coming forward. Yeah, but they also ruined Rena's life. They did. So but they, I mean, they're doing the right thing. They are, but they have this Young Offenders Act for a reason so that you can still kind of have a life going forward, yeah. maybe, but no, no, honestly, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing I know, to do. I know you're going to get to it, so don't, don't say anything in response, but I really hope that Kelly was, didn't fall under this and that she gets like some serious shit here. So I just want to throw that out there. Continue. Well, considering we already know her name, we know her name, right? That That's right there saying that 
they faced much worse. Touché. And their offense was so brutal that they were tried in all adult court, and that's why we know both of their names. Yes. So, yeah, no, it, it was not good. I didn't put that together, so <laughs> you could have just left me in suspense this whole time. I know, because you gave me a blank look. Like, what do you mean? Why? How is it obvious? Yeah, but no, now I got you. Okay, yeah, you're, you're right. Okay, so Warren... Um, Warren, I don't know. He, I feel like a little bit bad for him, which I just shouldn't, but I just do. Um, so his parents stayed together basically to raise him. Um, they did end up getting a divorce at some point in time. His mom was an alcoholic, so he was living with his dad. But his dad ended up meeting someone when he was in Vegas and moved to California to be with this woman. Classic love story right there. But Warren didn't want to go because he wanted to stay behind with his girlfriend. And so the dad went anyway. And so at the time of the murder, like Warren was living alone. Wow. Yeah. So he did not have like the greatest um, atmosphere as, as a young adult. Well, not really. Child. I mean, like you're 16 years old and you're living alone. It, it did say that the dad sent him regular checks and that... Um, Warren's girlfriend's mom would make him meals and do his laundry and stuff. So like he Still. had he had some support, but I just feel like that's a little bit young to be living you on your own. That's like minimal support though. You have financial support and someone's doing your laundry and making meals. You don't have someone there when you need them. Oh no. Hey dad hey dad, can you help me with my homework? You don't have that. No. Hey, hey, mom, or someone even we... reminding you to do your homework kind of thing. Yeah. Or, you know, wash your sheets. Yeah. You, you might be doing laundry, but do you remember to wash your sheets? You know, I hey, it's know. nine o'clock. It's getting late. You got to get up early. You don't have any sort of family support, it's too more young. support, nothing. It's just too young to be living on your own. So that's a bad situation. Yeah. He was also part of a local gang. Um, and to be brought into this gang, he had to endure a brutal beating. So I almost feel like just the beating mentality or attacking mentality was just part of maybe his normal day to day life. Um, and then for him being at the attack, he was basically at the wrong place at the wrong time. He was there because of his girlfriend and his girlfriend ended up actually not feeling well and going home, but, and he offered to walk her home, but she said, don't worry about it, which later she said she super regrets because I mean, if he let her walk her home, he would not be in this situation. I mean, that's mistake right there. When your lady says, no, don't worry about it. You worry about it. You do it. Well, yeah. Honestly, something else would have ended happening that would have made the girlfriend mad probably, right? Hashtag always. <laughs> Hashtag always. You, you, honey, are you upset? No, I'm fine. Mm, yeah, you, you follow through. You make, you make sure you do the right thing. Yeah. Otherwise, you're in the doghouse. So, Warren, you fucked up. Yep. That was number one fuck up. And that's why I'm trying to earn the brownie points all the time. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, so, okay. In April 1999 was when his court journey started. He pleaded not guilty. Uh, he admitted participation, but said he had no idea Kelly was planning to kill Rena. I mean, I also don't really know if Kelly went out planning to kill Rena, but he was definitely part of the situation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so in June, he was found guilty. He was found guilty of second degree murder. He got life in prison without parole for at least seven years, which is the maximum. Well, I'm glad he got the max. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's interesting if they had been... So they are tried in adult court, but their age still helped them because if they were, say, I think it was 18, the, the maximum would have been um, life in prison with at least 10 years. Mm. So like their age, them being young and stuff, though they were tried as adults, it still, I guess, helped them. It was a factor. Yeah. It was a factor, but yeah, okay. Yeah, so I got a lot of dates here. Let's hear these dates. In 2001, he uh, uh, appealed. But he did lose, and they said, you know, you actively took part in this murder, which, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. In 2004, he wa he applied for day parole, which he was denied. 2006, 
he was granted es- unescorted temporary absences from prison. Oh, fancy. I know. You know what? Okay, this is like, I just find this all just doesn't make much sense because you're put like in life in prison, but then you end up getting, I don't know. I, there's a lot of cases like that. I mean, like, I even think the that's last just one we common, covered, but. It's like, oh, you're going to jail for life. Oh, by the way, would you like to go to the fair this weekend? We're going to get you some cotton candy, have a dandy old time, play some games. So like, I just, what? life in prison, I just don't think is life in prison. Yeah, it, it certainly isn't at this point. So in 2007, he was granted full day parole. And then, oh, I got to flip my page here. Sorry. In 2010, he was granted like full parole. So like done, basically. I like how we have laptops and phones and all this stuff, but we're still like going old school and writing our notes on paper. I know. I feel like one day maybe I'll do a tablet, but I don't know. It's kind of nice writing it out. I, I I definitely, I love the feel of paper. I feel like I would actually probably fuck up more if I had probably. it on my laptop. I think it would take me a lot longer to like type it out too, probably. rather than it would just jot then, notes. I did, because my notes were just a freaking disaster. I probably <laughs> re- rewrote these like one or two times. Um, so, I mean, if you did it on the computer, it would save you that, that yeah. amount of time, right? Plus, plus. Post-it notes. Take a look right there in my notes. I have post-it notes everywhere for additional information I found That's later. That's not organized. Um, technically, it is because post-it notes help you organize. Post-it notes. Here's an ad. There, yeah, there's <laughs> Sponsor ad. us. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is kind of cool because I feel like... So Warren's just like the poster child of what a person should be like in prison. I'm just going to throw that out there. He put a lot of work into himself and others while in prison. Like, he's, he did good. Good he, on him. He took rehabilitation courses. He discovered he was of Métis heritage while in prison. And he did, this is, like, super cool. He did a restorative justice program with Rena's parents. And I hadn't even heard of this. Um, so, basically, he they they met numerous times. Rena's parents, I mean, I've told you already, they're awesome people because they also were active participants in this. So, they wow. met with him. He personally apologized to them and he realized the pain that he caused i mean it's too little too late but i don't think that's kind of their mentality which is very impressive good on them yeah um so suman tells reporters we would have hoped something would have or somebody would have learned something from this whole thing basically meaning that warren did wow and then warren telling suman and manjeet that he aspired to be as caring and selfless as they were. Like, it was just seemed like they just got this all-around good relationship. There were stories where they would shake hands, like, give each other hugs. Like, they just, like, really helped him. And, and Warren, like, he just accepted their help. And they had, I mean, it was probably not the best relationship, but as good as it could have gotten. I think, like, a Hallmark movie needs to be made about these parents. Not necessarily surrounding this case, but, like, they need to be, like, characters in a hallmark movie because they're just like wholesome as fuck holy I shit i know they're just terrific i'm gonna go on about them for let's, another let's second. hear it i want to hear more good stuff <laughs> i was gonna say this at the end but you know what let's just dive in here uh so rena as i said they were just amazing i mean they're amazing because they gave rena so many chances i feel like when she did some not great things also with how they handled this warren situation and so they turned their grief into a national anti-bullying campaign they shared stories in schools across Canada and really turned their daughter's legacy into something that could help others. Sorry, no. I'm like Why are you Ripley has Ripley farted. Can you not smell that? Not yet. Oh, it is just brutal. Oh my god, is it? Oh, oh, it. oh great. Okay, I'm covering sorry. my face. Our dog is just the worst. So Ripley they, let one rip. Good job, Rip. That's oh, why we call it. It's just the worst. Okay, so shared stories in schools across Canada and really helped turn dog Turn their daughter's legacy. Turn dog's farts on her face. Is that what you're going to say? I can still like smell it. It's really distracting. <laughs> like really distracting. Okay. So whatever. So they really just like turn their daughter's legacy into something to help others, which wow. is just fantastic. I mean, you're you're letting your daughter live on that way too, right? Which is incredible. Oh, yeah. And making it so that maybe something like this doesn't happen to someone else's kid, right? Hopefully. And ideally. Yeah. Wow. Okay, but, and oh my goodness, I'm just going to have to tell you people this, and it's really shitty, but I just have to get off my chest. Like, for them being such awesome people, something else bad really happened. Oh, no. So, Suman's, Suman, which is the mom of Rena, um, I think it was 2018, I just came across in my research, she died from choking in a restaurant. What? 
And I was like, what the heck? These oh, people are so no. awesome. They've already been put through the freaking ringer. No kidding. Can she maybe just go have a nice meal and not choke and not die? Right? Oh, wow. That's, oh. Rena's father is probably just like, he lost everything I now. I know. I mean, he still does have two, two kids, okay, right? Okay, okay. So hopefully they're close. It actually, it's interesting in all the research, I never came across anything about the other two kids. So that's really well, interesting. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily a case about them, so. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm sure if you looked them up, you could find maybe some stuff about them. Totally. So that's it for, for uh, Warren. I'm going to be jumping into the story of Kelly. You ready? I'm ready. Lay it on me. Okay, so just to like give a little bit of back history about Kelly, um, she was definitely had a more stable traditional family upbringing. She was of middle class. Her parents were divorced, um, but her mom did remarry to a really awesome guy, and she just all around seemed like she had a happy home life, uh, okay. which was unlike Warren, really. Well, I mean, Warren didn't have a bad home life, but it just wasn't quite as traditional as Kelly's. Gotcha. She did hang out, hang out with a rougher crowd and got in trouble at school there was other bullying events also reported one of them it's just coming back i don't even have this written down it's just coming back to my brain it it was just a couple months before rena and there was a couple other people involved it wasn't just her but they attempted to light someone's hair on fire what so like this just wasn't the first act she just wasn't a good she was i mean it was just talking about how her upbringing and had a good home life, but she still wasn't a good person. So she's known to bully people, tries to light some kid's hair on fire. What did the school system or her parents do about this? I don't know, because also in the hair lighting incident, the, I, there was two others involved. They got something happened to them. I didn't dive too deeply into it, but she didn't get anything. What? How do you not get anything for trying know. to light I someone's hair on fucking fire? Of... of what class she's in, you know, like she's, I think she's hanging out with people in lower class and then they're taking the brunt of the blame. Maybe? Still her parents be like, um, Oh, the fuck. at home, at home she should. Yeah. I don't know. And so, yeah, her court, her court history is just like a shit show. Like I have 11 pages of notes and I'm only on page nine. So we get to spend a little <laughs> bit of time talking about Kelly, which is so exciting. Not really. Cause she's a bitch. <laughs> So her or her court started much court incident history, whatever. So much later, it started March 2000 because initially they just appealed the decision to be have her tried as an in adult court. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like whatever. Like yeah. What are you appealing? She did a terrible thing. Right? Like this is that just has to happen. Yeah. She. I mean, she should be tried in adult court. Like no problem. Like look what she did. She did some very adult shit. And there's like stuff leading up to it. Mm -hmm. I 100% agree that she should be tried in adult court. And the fact that they tried to appeal it, I mean, I understand them trying to. I but mean, that's good lawyers, right? Yeah. She did get tried in adult court, though. Yeah. Oh, so 100%. I'm, I'm glad that that didn't go through the appeal. So March 2000, trial started, convicted, and she was convicted of second degree murder. She got life sentence with at least five years behind bars, which she can, before she can apply for parole. But that's the minimum. Remember, Warren got seven years before. Yeah. So she honestly should have just stayed at that, but they didn't. Um, in 2003, a new trial was ordered saying that the Crown failed to give her a fail, fair trial because apparently the same question was asked to her 18 different times or something. So she should have the same answer 18 different times. Yeah. So basically a new trial was ordered, but she got to have bail. Which I was like, what, what the freak? Why does this chick get to have bail? And they, it was the worst decision they ever could make because she was connected with a beating. Apparently, her she was she was oh, drinking gosh. with someone in a Vancouver park. They invited a older lady to drink with them, but then all of a sudden, one of them couldn't find their cell phone, and so they just right away accused this older woman of stealing it and beat the crap out of her. Are you serious? Yeah. So like wow. she had, she just hasn't changed. She just hadn't changed at all. Uh, so 2004, her second trial started. I just have a little 
quote here because she i don't know i'm maybe being biased here but she's mean so this is just like a, she a total mean girl quote i'm obviously going to be convicted you got what you wanted my life is ruined oh her life is ruined yeah oh yeah it's all about her life that's being ruined right now wow okay we can definitely tell her attitude and perspective <laughs> so but guess what that trial ended in a mistrial because the jury couldn't make a decision. Apparently, out of the 12 people in the jury, 11 were on one side and one was on the other. It didn't say what side they were on, but I'm assuming 11 thought that she was guilty and I guess yeah. one person didn't. What kind of douche canoe can't realize that she, there's like, she's admitted this stuff. I know. that she. I mean, she's Killer Kelly. She went around saying and everything. I mean, and yeah, and there was tons of people, like witnesses... T testifying and stuff? how do you not okay there's literal proof in front of my eyes uh, i'm not sure guys i know i find that just weird like that person fucked up no kidding anyway i wonder if there was like some bribery or some shit going I on know. behind the scenes and also i mean this is probably so wrong of me to say but if i was in a situation where like 11 people were like so adamant of something that i would just probably be like yeah like well, I mean, I mean like, that's not technically, technically right. Technically not right, but like especially in this case, obviously she's guilty. Like, what are you thinking? She's not. Yeah, like she's full on admitted this. There's witnesses. There's evidence. Like, wow. Anyway, so that was a freaking disaster. So then she gets to have a third trial. Oh man! In 2005, the third trial. So she was 15 at the at the first charge. Now she's 22. Like, so in, in all this time, other than the one time when she beat the crap out of an old lady in the park she's been behind bars oh yeah because after she beat the crap of that is 58 old come on ben it's old to me i'm 32 <laughs> after that beating um she did get put back into jail good um so this this 2005 trial she gets the max she yes. so she gets to she must serve seven years before she can um see parole so i mean like if she just stayed with this march 2000 thing you know, you would have been better off. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, but that's not even it. What? There was almost a fourth trial. Um, it went through a lot of steps, but thankfully it was denied. Apparently the trial judge, it was say, stated, the trial judge did not properly instruct the jury. Huh? So they even tried to get a fourth one. I'm just like, how many friggin' chances do you need here? No kidding. It was 11 years for the case to work through the legal system. Oh, my God. Which is just, and it was the parents, I mean, had talked about that, too, because that it's just like a, such a long amount of time for for them to not really have closure. Because every time this is in the news or in the trial, there's reporters and stuff and news people wanting to contact the parents and, like, get their yeah, opinions. They like, can't so they, rest. They could not rest. I mean, the amount of money that this costs taxpayers yeah. and stuff. Like, excuse moi. All because Kelly's a big old see you next Tuesday. Yeah. So she did um, waive her right for parole four times, which I guess is like a common thing to do if if you think that you're not ready, um, if you don't think you have a chance anyway. Well, she shouldn't have had a chance. Because she, she continued to pro proclaim... <laughs> you bumped the mic. I did. She continued to proclaim her innocence throughout like numerous years she never apologized to the family wow. and apparently she just like i don't even understand how this works but she like for a whole year especially was just like a druggie i don't even understand how they get drugs in prison but anyway. she was a druggie in yeah what the hell yeah that's not even the worst um, of what she did in prison. prison system maybe you might want to fucking look into that shit especially if it's documented that she was a druggie for like yeah. a whole year she was like addicted to some serious drugs jeez wow so yeah so she yeah just I mean, opposite of Warren, really. Um, but in May of 2016, she finally did apply for day parole, which she was denied. Good. But at that point, it did see seem like some progress was made for her accepting the responsibility of what she did. Well, I would hope she should have made that progress a long time ago. Yeah, it took her quite a while, really. Um. Okay, but this, so this is just nuts because oh, saying how, like. How can you just drop, say, this is nuts. What do you mean? We haven't heard anything yet? Well, I mean, so the how we were just talking about how she got drugs in prison. It was later announced in 2016 that she had a baby. Oh Kelly my God. had a baby. Oh, my God. What? 
Katie, you want to know how this happened? So prior well, first years. First a mommy and a daddy got together. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I think you know how that happened. But how? But she's in prison. How did she like have a baby? Uh, so she developed a pen pal relationship with a male inmate from a neighboring prison which I just don't even quite understand how that happens. And it was approved for them to have a private conjugal visit oh, when he man. was out on day parole. Oh. And so these conjugal visits, they seem like a normal thing, but I seem it was seemed like it was more so, I mean, you get together with your parents. It's just a way of you kind of getting into the groove of one day being able to go back into normal society. Yeah. But I mean, I I feel like, how is this approved? I don't feel like it's a, you can go have a rendezvous with your friggin' No, I'll, I'll, I've boyfriend. heard a lot of situations of conjugal visits being like, your your spouse is coming to visit you and like, yeah, so they just get to have like a little rendezvous and like, fancy little cabin yeah. and, you know wow some romping good times <laughs> i don't know i just i just don't agree with that i don't either but i mean it is what it is so the following year after she's a mom uh she is approved day release for doctor's appointments parenting programs etc as her and her baby were living in the prison okay there's this they have a little area where moms can basically raise their kids in prison and actually there's some photos it actually looks really nice so i mean at least the kid is having a good well, upbringing i guess it's that, i don't know can you say that they're in prison but i mean it's like a nursery setup in prison so the, yeah. the baby has what it needs you know it's not the child's fault it's been brought into this world there so i mean they have a good environment for the kid that's a good thing yeah um so it was reported that the baby had uh, a very positive impact on Kelly's life. It was the best therapy that she could ask for, which I don't really know if having a kid should be like your therapy, but you know. I mean, as long as it worked. Yeah. Um. She. I did. I forgot to say this. She did actually change her name f from Kelly to Carrie Sim. She's had a second baby. In prison. The, yes, with oh, the same. God, of course. The same dad. Um, and as of right now, so she does a lit, she lit, can live away from a residential facility for up to five days each week. So she's like pretty much out really. Yeah. So for like two days of the week, she is locked up or maybe in like a halfway house or whatever. But for five days, like, yeah, she's just a normal Jeez. person in society with a new name of Carrie Sim. Although she's supposed to be behind bars. Yeah. For life. Like, like you said, life in prison doesn't mean it's not, shit. It's not life in prison. I feel like it's almost like the parole date is more so what you get. I don't know. Okay, but this is a quote from the parole board, which I'm going to leave everyone at. Because it's just like, it kind of just hit me right in the feels. So the parole board said, the fact that the birth of your child has given you a purpose in life is tragically ironic as you ended the life of another mother's child. 100%. Like that's hitting the nail on the head. Wow. Yeah. Boom. The, yeah. Oh. I know. I mean, so it's good that she finally realized what she'd done and her having a kid made her realize that, I guess. Like it was just good that it got realized, but I was just like, oh. But still, she took someone's life, bragged about it, thought it was cool, didn't apologize for how long, and then fought all this time. Mm -hmm. And her being out, there was some stipulations she had to follow. She couldn't contact Rena's family, which, good. Um, which right there shows that they don't have any relationship, not like Rena's yeah. family did with Warren. And she couldn't um, be doing any drugs or having alcohol and i stuff. mean that's a everyday person thing don't do drugs they're illegal that yeah. shouldn't be like a hey just so you know you're not supposed to do drugs that's just a you should know that already mm -hmm. so that's the story the very tragic story of rena vert passing away at 14 years old wow all because of bullying i know i mean and it's it's kind of I the story is good in a way that I'm just hoping it does. I feel like it's probably affected other people's decisions to maybe not bully. I hope so. Especially the parents did so much work. Um, and the really cool thing actually is so we're putting this out on oh gosh, what is the the date of it going to be? Well, on Tuesday. On Tuesday. I don't know. Is that the twenty third? I think so. 
I have my calendar here. Just let me get 20, it. 23rd. Yeah, it's a 23rd. And then the 24th is um, Pink Shirt Day. Funny how that works out, hey? I know. I... Oh, I'm stepping away from my microphone. I did not plan that whatsoever. It works out good, though. So yeah. we should make sure that we get a, a photo of us in pink shirts up on Instagram. So the story is still carrying on because yeah. we're putting out a podcast that's talking about the story and don't bully, don't be a jerk. Just be a kind person. Yeah, don't it's be a dick. not asking too much. My life motto. And don't be Kelly. Yeah. Don't be a person like her. No one likes killer Kelly. People. Don't be a car- killer Kelly. Another C word, Kelly. <laughs> so that's a wrap. Yeah. Wow. That was a good, I mean, not a good case. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I meant to say. That was an interesting case. That was a oh, harsh case, but a good episode. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I will, um, I'll definitely be putting a picture of Rena up on our Instagram. And not Kelly. She can fuck off. No, Kelly, Kelly has just got enough. I feel like she's got too much attention in the news. Like, no, I'm done with her. Uh, so we'll put up a photo of Rena so everyone can see her. And um, yeah, we'll put something up about anti-bullying day. 100%. And, and where, good. where can people find us, Ben? Oh, you can find us at Wicked and Grim on Instagram. We got to get a website done here pretty quick too, actually. Boom. Yeah. yeah. So go head over, take a look at those Instagram posts and uh, tell everyone or tell Nicole how she did on her first episode. I think you did awesome. Thank Great you. Great job. I can't little wait little to applause. do more. <laughs> Perfect. So that's a wrap and we'll finish it off with. Oh, wait, hold on. I can't yet. Why? I told them I was going to say what the next episode was at the beginning. Didn't I? I think I did. Okay, do it. The next episode, <gasps> I had someone at work mention this to me, and I was like, I'm diving into it 100%. It's the Mad Trapper of Rat River. I'm not going to say anything else. That's all you get. See, I don't even know what that is. Well, we're going to record this in about five minutes I'm going to learn all about it. And you guys are going to hear it next week. So until then, stay wicked. Stay wicked. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.